Welcome to the Titans Amy and Coach Mac podcast, presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Need great health care coverage with an affordable price tag? Let Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through it. They've been protecting Tennesseans for 75 years. I'm Amy Wells. Mac is here, too. Thank you for joining us on the Titans Amy and Coach Mac podcast. This one is going to be a quick one because it's bye week. So there's no matchup to preview. There's no interviews to do. And honestly, Mac, I'm a little bit tired. Yeah, happy bye week. (laughs) So we are taking a bye week. We're going to recap the Titans win over the Commanders, and then we are rolling out of here. Quick and easy. I'm for that. Yeah? But uh, any kind of recap you want to do, but bye week comes at a good time for this team and for us because this has been a pretty good grind so far. So whatever you've got, let's go. It definitely has been a grind. Um, but let's review where the Titans are right now. They're three and two, three straight victories. They're one and zero in the division. Mac, have you noticed a common thread at all about these three Titans victories, other than the fact that they ended in wins? Well, they're able to play good run defense. That's helped them, you know, quite a bit. Uh, that's that's on the positive side. We've been able to get the running game going. We get been able to get some traction with Derrick Henry. That helps the play action game. I mean that that to me is, was a big key for this football team going in, and especially they're able to do it with a lot of significant missing pieces. You know we keep talking about this, but I'm just telling you from a lifetime coach in this league, it's tough when you start missing those pieces and try to put together a a relative game plan week to week to week, putting new faces in it. They've been able to maintain you know their physicality even though they're missing a lot of players. The, the downside to it is we're still giving up too many explosive plays through the air, you know, on, on, on the defensive side. Because you can play really great defense and one explosive can erase all of that in the course of a ball game just because it's yards and sometimes it's touchdowns, as it was last week. So, I mean, the theme, though, is this is clearly a find-a-way team. This is what Mike Vrabel is. It's what he's been ever since he's been here. That's the culture that he has established in that locker room. He and John Robinson, they have done it. You know, I said it when I did a, a, a Twitter, whatever you do on Twitter, thing <laughs> after, the, after the football game. And I said, if you don't have a Tennessee Tough sign in your yard, get three of them. Because that's what these three wins have been about. In speaking about the culture, we heard on Mike Vrabel's post-game speech in the locker room right after the game, he said that when times get tough, culture is kind of what you have to fall back on. How true is that, especially for this Titans team, where, to your point, John Robinson and Mike Vrabel have been very intentional about the people they've put on this team, the way that this roster, this locker room is really built and the mentality of every single player in that room. Yeah, well, the culture only matters if the people buy into it, and that's all participants. And then coaches can only be in the locker room so long. They've only got so much time with these players. But your your team leaders, your guys that are the, your dudes in the locker room, they have to carry that message, and then they have to be sure that everybody is on to that message because when you talk about culture in the National Football League, you're really talking about what you can lean on when times get hard, and times get hard in the National Football League you know, on a consistent basis during ball games, you know, uh, overcoming injuries, being able to overcome circumstances in ball games. Uh, you know, the National Football League is a down to the last second type of a thing. And so if you don't have that unified culture to lean on, then there's going to be cracks in what you try to do. And to me, that that has been so evident here. And, you know, we don't want to talk about last year, but I'm going to. You go, you go back to going through 91 players last year. That culture, 
showed itself. We didn't want to have to do that again this year, but we're in that situation, and it's still showing itself. And so it's for real. It's not something that's just talked about. It's something that the players believe in, and they lean on it when times get a little bit hard. So let's talk about the Commanders game specifically. Defensively, they've come up big time and time again. This Titans defense has really been kind of the backbone of this Titans team in a lot of different ways. What do you like about what you've seen from this group after five weeks? Well, let's talk about that game. Let's talk about the last interception. Let's wind all through the game, go to the last interception, and you and I get to watch practice every day. You know, and I watch practice, and, and I, I watch walkthroughs. And they specifically walk through that in the red zone quite a bit. That was a pick. That was a pick play that, that was going to be run in the low red zone, which is from the six-yard line to the goal line. They had, they had worked on that because that's what, you know, they had shown, you know, in, in Washington. And, and so, to me, that is a, a, was a culmination of really good film study, practicing on the field, putting it in, and then recognizing the moment. I mean, that was a huge, huge play, not just because he caught it, but he recognized it and played it because it was a pick. He ran through the pick, then went and, I mean, he knew exactly what was happening, and so did everybody else. And so that is what you have to do if you're going to be a good defense. You, you cannot only make the physical plays. You have to be mentally dialed in to what your opponent is because each week is a different challenge with your opponents, but you can get tails on your opponent if you'll dig them and, the, and you know, dig in on them, and the coaches did that and the players players did it so that's what made me so happy about it because I'd seen him work on that you know I'd, I'd seen him work on it out there in practice this defense you know the front and, and especially you know I mean when when we lose some people off that defensive front and then you've got some guys you know like Tier Tart that has stepped up and has been a massive part of what of what we've been doing in there with Jeffrey Simmons and Danico Autry they've had a, a you know a rotating crew out there on the edge but, you know, because we've lost our top two edge guys right now, and those guys continue to rotate, you know, through and are able to make plays at, at opportune times. The thing that's important uh, for this defense, in, in, my, in my opinion, is, is that they understand how to play complementary ball with the first level, second level, and third level. And that's, that's so, so important. And we saw it. I mean, we saw, you know, our, uh, two of our two biggest dudes on defense – you know, Jeffrey Simmons and Tierra Tart spider drop in the red zone, and what that means is they started up and then they pulled out, and Carson Wentz didn't know whether he was foot or horseback because he was trying to throw crossers underneath, and all of a sudden you've got two massive humans standing there in those lanes he's trying to throw in. So, I mean, this defense is doing a very good job of putting game plans into practice. As I say, though, the thing that has to happen is we have to eliminate the explosive plays and because explosive plays can alter a lot of the good things that you did and turn them back towards a negative because if they gain yards and touchdowns with explosives, that doesn't put a lot of pressure on an offense. It, it, it lets them off the hook. In other words, they, they, they're able to get off the hook of not being able to move the ball, you know, just structurally and fundamentally and be able to do it with one big play. For guys like Danico Autry and Jeffrey Simmons, they're on the field for more than half the snaps of the defense. Actually, the majority, Danico Autry against the Commanders, played 68% of the snaps. Jeffrey Simmons, 84% of the snaps. How do they continue to perform at such a high level 
over and over again when they're spending so much time on the field. They have to. I mean, that's their job. I mean, they, they have to. They're both in, in, in tremendous condition. The thing that you would like, though, and, and, and defensively, because defensively it's hard for those guys up front when they're leaning on 330, 340-pound offensive linemen continuously, whether it's run or pass. So it's a, it's, it's a great expenditure of effort. What you would like to be able to do is rotate those people right now because of the situation that we're in injury-wise. We don't have the rotation that we need. At the end of the season last year, our defensive our defense was a really, really strong defense because we had healthy people that we could rotate. We're not in that situation right now, so those guys are carrying a big load, and so far they're doing a great job of it, just like Kevin Byard, carrying a huge load right now. Uh, and that's 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 just what has to happen, though, when you're down in numbers. I mean, it just has to happen. Let's talk about explosive plays. You mentioned it earlier. Week after week, one of the keys for this Titans defense is to not give up explosive plays. Against the Commanders, they gave up six. Are there skill sets specifically that you can work on, or is it a mental thing? What is it that maybe could be tweaked to be more effective? Well, I mean, it, it, it comes down, and most of the explosive plays are in the passing game. You know, now the, the, the game against the Giants, the explosive plays were in the run game. I can tell you exactly what happened there. It was fits, fits or misfits, you know, however you want to say it. But in the passing game, it normally comes down to one-on-one making plays downfield, and it also comes down to quarterbacks having time to throw. You just mentioned all the snaps our guys are playing up front. I mean, it, it sometimes then they can't get the quarterback off the spot, you know, as quickly as they would like to, just because you know they're not they're not fresh legged in there. So if that happens, then who who's ever in the back end and who's ever responsible, whether it's man or zone, sooner or later, the top the top of the defense, the top the roof of the defense has to be able not to let the ball go over their head. That's just that's just it, you know. Bottom line. And so, I mean, there's not a defense that's designed to let somebody run over the top of your head. Nothing. There's none, no defense ever designed. I don't care whether you're man, zone, quarters, quarter halves, thirds. I don't care what you're in. So, it's not scheme. You've, you've got to produce when you're in that situation. Let's switch over to the offensive side of the ball because there's some interesting things to discuss, some bright spots, and then some areas of improvement. We said all week that the play action is where Ryan Tannehill is the most successful. He does a great job. He's a great play action quarterback. In order for that to work, you've got to get the run game going. That is a crucial part. Derrick Henry then has 102 rushing yards. So we did it. Congrats. Like, that's success, right? Well, sure. I mean, but to get traction in the run game, and it's not all going to be, you know, 12, 13, 14-yard runs. It's got to be systematic. What they've been able to do, though, uh, Amy, they've been able to incorporate some very innovative screen games into, you know, into a part of their run game, which is very big. Because now, you know, the linebackers at the second level, if you're continued to worry about a big back slamming up in there on you all the time, all the time, all the time, it brings the level of your linebackers or your safeties up. It brings them up. And so, and then what happens is, is if you've got defensive linemen trying to edge the offensive linemen, get on the edge of their pads and get up the field to disrupt those outside zones or those pin and pull runs that they're doing, then you can counter it with a screen game. They've done a really nice job of some very innovative screens in the last three games of being able to counter that. And they're going to have to continue to do that. But it starts with running the football. If you can't get anything ginning running the ball, then you're not going to be able to play action. Nobody's going, to, nobody's going to honor the play action. The Titans are banged up. 
specifically on the offensive line. It's a big issue for this Titans from a protection standpoint, but it also impacts other elements of what the offense is able to do as a whole, specifically for the tight ends, right? Well, yeah, they've got to help. They've got to help Chip. I mean, if we're having trouble on the edges, you know, and both, you know, and that it's just we are, you know, because you got Ben Jones was the only singular guy in there, you know, that and it, everything around him is is revolving door, and so you're going to have to help Chip, and so you got to do what you have to do to win the game. It's not just say, well, let's just go out there and play one-on-one pass protection and let Ryan Tannehill, you know, suck it up and get hammered. You can't do that. You just can't. I mean, he got hit too many times in the commander's game. You know, Mike Vrabel was very specific about that. And so <clears throat> offensively, you're going to have to work out ways to be able to help that. The run game helps it, but protection-wise, you're right. You're going to have to use your tight ends or you're going to have to use your backs in protection because right now, and especially against that front that we've played against the commanders, you've got three number ones in there that are legitimate dudes in the National Football League. They're going to give a lot of people headaches. But when they can just get in that sprinter stance and tee off on you because first and second down hasn't been successful, you've got problems. All week we talked about the need for receivers to step up in place of Traylon Burks. He was put on injured reserve with turf toe. How pleased were you with the showing of some of the other receivers in that room? Well, I thought Nick Westbrook Akine showed up big, showed up big time. He that took two deep shots to him. That one deep shot that he caught, that was a, that was just that was a really veteran move by the quarterback of avoiding pressure again. And then watching the safety, the safety did about a 360 whirly bird. And so the, the quarterback recognized that and just threw it to the open grass. And, 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 and Nick Westbrook did a nice job of adjusting to that. Tried to hit him on a deep shot going the other way early in the game and just missed him. And so, you know, I thought that was, that was very good. I mean, uh, Robert Woods uncharacteristically dropped one, but he's going to have to be a big part of what we are doing you know, offensively, and it was good to get Phillips back in there because he he made some he made some catches, and so it all has to work hand in hand together. But for us to be able to take deep shots, we have got to be able, as I say, get traction in that run game first, and then everything emanates off of that. But the protection part of it, they're going to have to devise ways when they do want to throw it to be able to give the quarterback some time to get in the cylinder and find his people. The Titans were able to score in the second half, which seems silly, but they broke a two-week second-half drought, basically. Um, how big of an accomplishment for, was that for this team to be able to go into the locker room at the half, regroup, come out, and be able to put some points on the board in the second half? Well, we won by 21-17, so we needed it, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, and that's just the way it is. I mean, you, 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 can't, you can't rest in the National Football League, first of all, on what you've done the previous week. And you can't just say because it worked the previous week, it worked. And you can't rest because, you know, the first half was good, and so the second half's going to be good. You've got to constantly be producing play after play after play in the National Football League. And that's why coaches at all the time, and players too, they, they talk about and they preach consistency. That's what you're looking for. You're looking for a consistent traction. You're looking for a consistent, you know, the chain being in the spokes all the time, all the time, because it's really hard. I mean, you don't get good gas mileage when you start stopping. I mean, and so it's, you need you need constant movement, and, and it, it helped. I mean, it helped us win the game. I mean, and so that's the most important thing, especially with this team, Amy. We keep saying it's a find-a-way team. It is a find-a-way team right now. Well, let's talk about that momentum a little bit because it's stopping with the bye week. 
Um, and I need you to decode some coach speak for me just a little bit here. So you can be my translator, my conduit to, to coach lingo. Every bye week, we hear the coaching staff is going to do a self-scout. They're going to take time. They're going to analyze the first few weeks of the season, and then we're going to regroup. What does that self-scout process actually look like during a bye week? First of all, you self-scout after every game. You've got reports on your desk every week. Here's where we are. Here's where our tendencies. I mean, the, the, world, the world we live in now, that may have been true 10, 12 years ago when everybody was compiling everything by hand. Now, with what we have now and the, the number of people that you have on a staff, they're responsible for that solely. And so you, you, everybody's got a report, you know, coordinators, head coach, got all the reports. Uh, coordinators have the reports. Position coaches have the report every week. You go through that every week. And so it's not like it's just it's kind of like, you know, the, the misnomer of, of people talking about halftime adjustments. I mean, you got 12 minutes, you know, and two minutes is a two minute warning. So figure it out. This this I mean, you don't I mean, you've already got all of that done. What this allows you to do, though, in the bye week is is take a broader look at it because you don't have anybody to prepare for. You know, sooner or later, you've got to quit looking at what you've done when you're preparing for somebody and go and get to work on what you're getting ready to play. Now, without something without something in front of you getting ready to play, you can take a longer and a broader look at it. But believe me, it's not just like this week. They're going to get other reports and say, oh, that's what we've been doing for the last five weeks. They know week to week to week what's going on. Well, and to your point, everybody expects sweeping changes because you have a weekend off. It's, it's a weekend. I mean, you can't make wholesale changes, but maybe some finite adjustments? Well, I mean, you're always making adjustments, but, you know, you know, and again, it's not it's not the general public's fault. They have no idea what goes on down there. There's a lot that goes That's on. That's what we're here for, well, Mac. Yeah, that's why we have a job. Yeah, well, not to really. Tell them. Not really. Uh, the the thing <laughs> the thing I, the thing I want to emphasize is it's a constant. It's a constant evaluation. It's a constant tweaking. It's a constant. But at the open date gives you a chance to look at it a little bit longer. And kind of and try to figure out and a lot of it, Amy, in the National Football League, especially with this team now, is is dependent upon who you have to play with. That's very dependent on who you have to play with, because something that may have worked when your team was wholly healthy may not work now. And so you have to be willing to to change that and you have to be willing to work around that. That's where the adjustments come. The adjustments come in the National Football League most of the time, uh, uh, not all the time, I'd say 98 percent of the time. Because of injuries. Well, hopefully having some time to rest and recover, the Titans will be able to get some people back from injury. How do you balance the need to get that rest and make sure everybody's getting healthy with still staying engaged and staying mentally sharp? Well, they need to get away first. I mean, th th this is a grind. They need to get away. The people that are injured will be here. They're not, there's no way for them. They're here. You know, they're here working on it. A anybody else, you need a little time. You know, whenever the you know we've had since we've been doing this together, we've had bye weeks that have been early, we have bye weeks that have been in the middle, we've had bye weeks that have been extremely late, and so. But whenever the bye week comes, you, you need to be able to get away as players and take a little bit of a breather. Coaches do too; they need to be able to get away and breathe a little bit because really, when you're when you're on the the weekly grind of preparing to play a National Football League game, and then you're through the three hours and twelve minutes stress that a National Football League game is, it takes it out of you. And so when you do get a chance to regroup, you need to take it.
Well, let's do that then. Let's regroup, Mac. Yeah, I'm regrouping. I'm going to L.A. to call another game. That's how much I'm regrouping. Are you seriously? Yeah, I'm going to do a national game. I'm going to do the Rams and the Carolina Panthers in SoFi, and then I'm going to meet with my group that wants to write a book out there in L.A. So, oh, I, f- I fear this book. I'm no, no, you l- l- look. Uh, I've already got uh, I've already got somebody that already got them in place now to proofread. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You don't need to be afraid of it. No, really, nobody here in this organization needs to be worried about anything. Everybody that's in the Titans organization will have a really great. Rev- will have, they'll love reading this book because when their name pops up, it'll be a plus. Some others, not so much. Well, here's the thing. I, I'm going to be annoyed if my name is not in the book. Oh, it will be. I mean, I I don't want to say I expect a chapter. No, you're not going to get a chapter. But, I, I mean... But you'll get a shout I want to be, a, a, like, a main supporting character. Well, probably not. But you... You, <laughs> 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 you, you realize, I've had a lot of main supporting characters in 37 years in this business. None quite like me, Mac. <laughs> well, None the, quite that, like me. that is 100% <laughs> true. You, you, I can't argue that. <laughs> well, Mac, enjoy your working bye week. I will for sure not be working. Um, I am going to take some time, and then we're going to get back to it because we still have a long way to go in this Titan season. Yeah, we got one more week to go. That's all. The, that's the way you got to look at it. We got one more week to go. When we get back, we've got one more week playing our favorite team. We're playing the Indianapolis Colts on the other side of the break. Our favorite team, and I, you know, even though it's a long way off, I can already hear Nissan rocking because it's going to be. Rocking. They're coming to our house. It's going to be awesome. It is going to be homecoming week. It is crucial catch game. So many good things happening at Nissan Stadium. But that's in two weeks because this week I'm taking a nap. So for <laughs> Coach Mac, I'm Amy Wells. This has been the Titans Amy and Coach Mac podcast. We'll see you guys. Enjoy your nap. <laughs>